el primero de mayo. <risa> Good morning, sister. Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Today's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. Please have a seat. Thank you. No, no, no. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. I think I'll be okay up here. Yes. Oh, I, I don't think it'll be too long, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. You know, I may, I may, I may get the spirit. If I catch the spirit, I can tell you how long this will be. We welcome you into the presence of the basketball gods. This is their house. We came into this here house to worship, to worship the game of basketball. Whether you're listening to this on your way to work or at the gym or driving around aimlessly, killing time, being away from your own family, I need you to understand what this day is. Hear me out now. Today is the day that the basketball gods have made. I think we need to rejoice on that. Wherever you are, turn to your neighbor and rejoice in the fact that this is the day the basketball gods have made. We need to give the basketball gods the praise that they deserve for making such a day. Let's give them that praise. Yes, enjoy it. Don't be scared. You're in the house of the basketball god. This is a safe space. Yes, this is why we're here. Mm, so good, so glorious. Okay, okay. Go on and sit down now. Please be seated. Trust me, we have a good one in store for you today. I promise you that. Some of you have been waiting for this day. Some of you have been dreading this day. Some probably thought this day would never come, but not me. No, sir, no, ma'am. Because I believed. I believed in what the basketball gods have taught me. I believed in the lessons the basketball gods laid out for me the first time I ever picked up a basketball. Never did I doubt. Never did I stray. My basketball gods are awesome gods. My basketball god is dope. And that's why you and I are here today. To regale in the glory. In the essence of what basketball gods proved to us yet again just last night. That feeling you had this morning is not one of trepidation. Is not one of despair. But one of euphoria. And no, I'm not talking Zendaya. I'm talking you for Rhea. In the other good book, the dictionary, it's defined as a feeling or state of intense excitement and happiness. Is that what you feel this morning? I said, are you in the house of the basketball guys feeling excitement, happiness, elation, joy? Because that's what I feel. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm in their house. Where else should I say it but here? I feel euphoric. I feel elated. 
I feel the basketball gods are with me in this house this morning. Some of you doubted they even existed. Some of you even questioned me. Some of you slandered me in group chats. Some of you even thought I was trolling. But make no mistake about it. The basketball gods are real. And they are not a humble god. No, 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 no. Can't be that. Not my basketball gods. No. My basketball gods are a humbling god. How else do you explain what we witnessed just 12 hours ago? How else are we to justify this series of events that just took place over the last 10 days? Now, I don't know if all of you understand what just happened last night, but I know that the work of the basketball gods was on display for all believers and non-believers to see. So I ask you here in the house of the basketball gods, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you? I said, did you? Because what we witnessed was a charlatan getting his comeuppance. We witnessed a man masquerade himself as a point God. We watched this point God do things that go against everything the basketball gods have ever stood for. This con man, this grifter, this scoundrel completely broke the morals, the ethics, the code of the basketball gods. This imposter ignored the repeated warnings the basketball gods gave him. Injuries to his shoulder, wrist, and even his immune system did nothing to deter this man from adding to his lineage of tripping, flopping, and assaulting opponents' nether regions. The basketball gods laid out a path to the promised land that was the easiest in the history of the modern NBA. All this bamboozler had to do was accept the good fortune the basketball gods bestowed upon him, accept it, show a sense of humility, a sense of grace, a confirmation of the gifts given to you by the basketball gods. But he did no such thing. He spat in the eye of the culture. He thumbed his nose at traditions. He chucked the deuce to the very essence of everything the basketball gods stood for. So he needed humbling. Now you would think he'd be humbled already, especially after blowing a 2-0 lead versus the Spurs in 2008. A 2-0 lead versus the Grizzlies in 2013. A 3-1 lead versus the Rockets in 2015. A 2-0 lead versus the Blazers in 2016 and a 3-2 lead versus the Warriors in 2018. But no, his nefarious ways continued. He blatantly tried to injure one of his alleged best friends in the Toon Squad captain, King James. He went on to trip an opponent even after Anthony Davis got hurt, went down with an injury. He ignored the blessings. He moved on to Denver where all he had to do was quietly put a wounded animal out of its misery. 
but instead he gallivanted around Denver like he won a championship. And he did this after disposing the likes of Austin Rivers and a man called Capuzzo. He had to be humbled yet again. Enter the Rona. Did he learn his lesson? Did he acknowledge the errors of his ways? How could he? Because despite the team going undefeated in his absence, the men facetiously given blue checks still gave him credit for games he didn't even play in. They called it leadership. Was that enough? Was it enough to quench the thirst of this bamboozling man? The pathway was laid clear yet again as the board man fell down and went boom, leaving the fraud of a point guard to just have to beat the self-proclaimed playoff P. If you're not familiar with the self-proclaimed playoff P, he's another victim at the hands of the basketball gods. He's annually hit the sides of backboards throughout the pandemic, hence Pandemic P. But was this fraud of a point guard humble? What did he say exactly to get shoved in the back some 15 feet by the Black Air Force One to a wedding wearing, hooping in Tim's on the beach, Patrick Beverly? What exactly did he whisper throughout the quarter, the half, the game, the series that made that man blatantly shove him in the back in such a way? And how did this fraudulent point guard respond? By smiling. Was that humble? Was that gracious? Was that an example of leadership? I think not. The baller formerly known as Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins, was fed up and said the thing we all here in the house of the basketball gods were saying. Now forgive me, basketball gods, but if you will allow me these expletives one time for the one time, that's why nobody fucks with your weak-ass snowways. Thank you, basketball gods, for letting me get those off. Even when he has defeated a weakened opponent, he couldn't help himself. He couldn't bring himself to be the bigger man. He's taller than the average man, but he is a little man amongst his peers. Is that insecurity feeding the monster inside of him that continuously reject the gifts the basketball gods have given him? You tell me. Yet and still, the basketball gods gave him yet another chance at redemption. They allowed him to go further than he's ever been before. They gave him a chance to absolve his prior sins, wipe the slate clean, begin anew. They even bestowed upon him a top five play in the world in Devin Booker. He'd score 58 points over the first two games. They even gifted him a young emerging glass cleaning, albeit finesse big man in DeAndre Ayton. Certainly that should be enough to defeat a team with a hobbled superstar and a Nigerian freak. A player the caliber of being called Point God. Certainly could lead a young core with vets sprinkled in to a Larry O.B., confirming the words of vanquished foe Mike Malone in saying that this point god is the greatest point guard of all time. A funny thing happened on the way to that, though. A precarious thing happened on the way to that, though. Turnovers happened. 
15 in a pivotal three-game stretch. Falling down and going boom in a big spot to cause his team a game happen. Then having it leak nefariously that it's a wrist injury, not Drew Holiday that's causing the basketball issues, happened. Basketball gods don't like ugly. Christopher Emmanuel Paul, the basketball gods don't like ugly. Then he resorted to the most egregious of his sins. With not one but two hands to the lower region of the Nigerian freak while in the air. Such a dastardly maneuver. From Julius Hodge back in 2005. And only the basketball gods know how many anonymous nutsacks before that. To doing it in the NBA finals in front of the country, in front of the world. He swung from that man's nuts like he was Tiana Trump. I'm sorry, basketball gods. Things got away from me there. I rebuke you, point fraud. He lost four straight games after being led to two victories by Devin Booker. Devin Booker did his job. All the floor general, leader of men, coach on the floor, head of the NBPA had to do was show how great he is, how legendary he is, how immortal he is, how top five dead or alive and that's just off one finals appearance, he is. But he didn't. He couldn't. The basketball gods wouldn't allow it. Oh, aren't they a gracious basketball gods? They would never allow our way of being, our way of life, be besmirched by such a fraudulent ball player. They never let us down, our basketball gods. I thank you. I thank you for being there every time, basketball gods. You never let the dirty and now confirm Maga John Stockton or the rapist Carl Malone get a championship, basketball gods, and we thank you for that. We know there was a reason you did those things. We don't question your judgment. We are certain there's reasons why Robert Ory has seven rings and Charles Barkley has none. We believe in you, basketball gods. We believe in your ways, in your decisions. We know you have a reason why the Knicks haven't won a championship since before our parents met. I know there's a reason for that, oh basketball gods, and we trust you. And we will continue to do so, oh basketball gods. You have never let us down. Despite those horrible Pistons Spurs finals, we believed. Despite in having an equally fraudulent two-time MVP with trash yet. Mm, mm. Forgive me. Forgive me, basketball gods. Trash ankles. Ruined basketball for a brief time. You have right of the ship. Because even you have limits. Even you know when enough is enough. Well, I don't know about you out there, but I woke up feeling so much better this morning. It was like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. The sun looked brighter. The clouds looked whiter. The room temp water tasted so much better off the wake up. The sea moss went down smoother. Two tablespoons, by the way. The sauna seemed to detoxify even more today. Today is the day that the basketball gods have made. Embrace it. Cherish it. Bask in it. And as I leave you here today, 
I want you to never forget, not only just that Philly will always let you down, but that basketball gods is good all the time. Thank you for joining me in the house of the basketball gods today. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and I appreciate that. Do remember, ball indeed is life. Have a glorious day.